0: Hey everyone, I'm your host Patrick, and welcome back to another episode of Not Adding Up. Back this week, we have another familiar Co-host, but it's been a while since she has been on. Ariel is back again. She just smiled at me. I looked at her to introduce herself. (laughs) She's like, "They can see me."
1: Ah, anybody say my name now? Yeah. Hi, I'm Ariel.
0: If you remember her from the Rebecca Corium case, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: the cruise ship,
0: the cruise ship. I'm doing another one of those soon.
1: Yeah, that one was.
0: I'm gonna, I should do a sub series, like My Swab with a Grain of Salt. I'm gonna do like Sinister Seas or something like that. I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh! That's a nice little title.
0: Okay, so for the first time in a little while, I have some business. Before I get into the case, I wanted to let everybody know about a little change that's going on with not adding up. I will be releasing episodes on Saturday now rather than Fridays. This is something that works better with my work schedule, so. And it was just a day, so I feel like it won't be too big of a change. I also wanted to tell everyone about a giveaway I am having on my Instagram and Facebook. To celebrate 25 episodes, I am giving away some not-adding-up merch to five lucky winners. All you have to do is like the contest post, tag three friends, and boom, you're entered. You can share the post to your story for an extra entry and rate the show five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To get three extra entries per rating. Send me a DM to verify the rating and I will get you marked. I also wanted to give another shout out to Dark Waters Art. Haha, Ariel. (laughs) They have been working with me. Well, Sebastian has been working with me because Ariel hates me and she sucks. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) They have been working with me on producing some better quality stickers than I got from Canva. The Canva ones are nice, but not very water resistant, so I wanted to do something a little more durable. And Sebastian took great care of me. He worked with me every step of the production process and gave me an incredibly fair price. If you are wanting to get any custom stickers made, definitely reach out to them on Instagram or Facebook. They have a lot of pieces already for sale too, and they're adorable, but I definitely recommend going to them if you were looking to get some stickers made. It's always nice to support small business. So do you you have your Instagram and Facebook?
1: Um, I think they're all just Dark Waters art. There's no like... Perfect.
0: um, You got lucky. Well, without further ado, let's get into this week's case. And that is, what happened to Jennifer Kessie? Jennifer Kessie was a career focused young woman living in Orlando, Florida, where she attended college. She attended the university of central florida and majored in finance at the time of her disappearance her parents were living in tampa florida which is about an hour and a half away from orlando florida is big it's like flat and Mm -hmm. big driving through that state like my friend has a house in the bottom and we stayed there and Mm hope
1: it's like
0: six hours
1: and you get a lot of different sides of florida (laughs) a lot of different sides
0: After graduating, Jennifer would stay in the area due to receiving numerous job offers. So when I looked into where she worked, there were two companies mentioned, but one company was more consistently mentioned, and that was a finance analyst at Westgate Resorts. Jennifer was certainly excelling in her career. She received three promotions within her first year, and this hardworking bad bitch purchased her own condo at the age of 23
1: damn
0: yeah good for her three promotions in one year or two that's pretty big that's i know a lot of i'm like the condo, so it really sticks out to me and i granted it was like pre-recession mm-hmm. but like still 23 that's my age i yeah. buying a condo huh mm-hmm. without my parents help
1: huh? right and in florida that's expensive for sure and what year was this you said
0: 2006 okay i don't know if i have said that yet actually i've just been talking about her okay but now i know now you know her family was a little nervous about her living in her own condo. Mm-hmm. However, the complex was a gated community with a security guard. And it was across the street from a large and upcoming mall. Okay. And she was known to be like a shopper, so she was like a king. And okay. it made her feel safe, just it's like, like all the like traffic. Nice area. Yeah. Well, if, well if it's it seems the complex was close to some not-so-nice areas, but mm-hmm. the city was trying to, like, upscale it like hence them all. Like, they're trying to make it more like a businessy like
2: mm-hmm.
0: business district like, okay okay trying to put it some it money there's a lot a lot of construction going on okay. constantly
2: mm-hmm.
0: constantly and that's it's going to be a part of this case
1: so lots of people in and out
0: mm-hmm. period and i'm like that's she's like i'm onto it detective we jennifer felt like the new condo would make for a safe home and she was not a yet she was not a naive young woman Jennifer would meticulously check in with her friends and family throughout the day and would always be on the phone when walking to and from her car at the condo and like the whole nine yards. And this was in that like 2006. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I feel like stranger danger has always been a thing. But like, that's like good for you. Mm -hmm. Good for you. And this was in part because her parents, Drew and Joyce Kessie, took safety very seriously. They were held at gunpoint prior to having children, and vowed to ch- vowed to teach their kids about the dangers of the world from the moment that they could comprehend them. Which obviously, That's it, good. it really. Teaching them to be
1: vigilant and everything.
0: Because mm-hmm. she was, she was on her p's and q's, like mm-hmm. really, truly. Because of this, Jennifer was an extremely rare and safe human being. She was frequently called the mother hen of the group with her friends because of this. Mm-hmm. So if this condo had her stamp of approval, I would assume that it would appear to be pretty safe. She, does, she takes more steps than I do, with, but she's, I'm not a woman, so like, mm-hmm. I don't even have the same mindset. But mm-hmm. Jennifer's case begins with her returning from a trip to the Virgin Islands that she had taken with her boyfriend, Rob. Jennifer and Rob had been together for about a year prior to Jennifer's disappearance. The two maintained a long distance relationship. We have a, um, this is actually, what's it called? Live studio audience this week at, not adding up. (laughs) And it's a good friend of ours, Alana, and she's also a listener, but she didn't, she wasn't quite ready to come on the show, which is understandable. A lot of my friends who I asked are like, no. I'll listen, I like listening. And your first time coming on is always really nerve-wracking. Like, I remember whenever you came on your first time, you were like kind of nervous, but then you were like, mm-hmm. you flourished.
1: Yeah, I was just with the, with the two talkers.
0: It's, so I was yeah, like, oh, I'm better to just yeah. like sit back here. That's true. But once you, I feel like once you get into like the first five minutes, it just feels like you're talking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had to give Alana that little shout out.
1: Yeah, it's well-deserved.
0: Well-deserved. So Jennifer and Rob maintained a long distance relationship. Rob lived in Fort Lauderdale and Jennifer lived in Orlando. This is about three hours. That's a long distance relationship. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think my max would be like two hours. Like an hour and a half is like doable. I could do an hour and a half every day. Like I'd love driving, mm-hmm. but three hours, they, they didn't see each other every day, but that's, that'd mm-hmm. be difficult.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm not really long distance. I need like a,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even like half an hour. I'm like, yeah.
0: you're like where is the affection
1: (laughs) and i'm like i need it all the time
0: (laughs) the couple would get together every weekend however it appears like we were just talking about the distance was having a little strain on the relationship and we're going to get into this a little later jennifer would return to work on january 23rd 2006. she stayed the night at rob's the night before and she just drove to work the next morning, which I'm like,
1: damn. She gotta get up, what time yeah. she worked, you
0: know? I, I, don't, I it seemed like she had like an eight to, like an eight or nine to five job, mm-hmm. but like I maybe, if it, since there it was a the first day back and she was traveling, like mm-hmm. they would have expected her to be late that day, yeah, like, she, or something. like a half day. Mm-hmm. After a normal work day, Jennifer would travel her typical route, home. She would get home around 6 p.m. and like we all would be, she was exhausted, from a long day at work and the post-vacation blues, mm-hmm. and she just looked forward to making dinner and going to bed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they're traveling too. Like she's coming
0: mm-hmm.
1: home from work after
0: driving for three hours, mm-hmm. like the highway hypnosis. Mm-hmm. She would make numerous phone calls that evening. One of which was to a friend, Lauren who said of the call that Jennifer was, quote, in a little bit of a funky mood just because it was the end of a vacation and the distance was becoming more apparent in her relationship. She would also call her father, who said she seemed normal and was talking about fond memories of the trip, so she wasn't really expressing the same to her father, maybe because he didn't want her to worry about her or anything. hmm She would also call her younger brother, Logan, Logan was like a best friend to her. It kind of reminds me of my sister. In Uh our relationship, uh, Logan stayed at her condo while she was on vacation with a friend of his. Side note, though. This friend that stayed with Logan was one of a few ex-boyfriends of Jennifer's that will become involved in this story. Uh His name is not consistently reported, so I'm going to leave it out as I have no way of knowing which one is correct regardless it is known that this friend of logan was her ex and it was also known that he forgot his cell phone in the condo jennifer was going to mail it to him on the 24th which would have been like the next day so
1: what was this a letter phone a phone cell phone Mm -hmm.
0: her last call would be to rob and it is known that they had a disagreement on the phone apparently about the strains of a long distance relationship It is also known that while they were on the phone, there was a knock at her door. She didn't get up to answer, and she assumed that it was her male neighbor from upstairs. Not sure why it was specified that it was a male neighbor, but... After her call with Rob, Jennifer would go to bed around 10pm. The next morning, Jennifer had an important meeting at 11am, and when she didn't show up for the first time in her career her employers began to worry. When she would completely miss the meeting, they would contact her parents as this was extremely out of character. They agreed that this was not like Jennifer, and when they called her cell phone and it went straight to voicemail, their hearts skipped a beat. This was the first time that Jennifer's phone had ever done this, and they knew right away something was wrong. They would call Rob, who despite being in a meeting, took the phone call and told them He was also unable to get a hold of Jennifer, which was very uncommon because she would always call or text him in the morning before she went to work. They immediately made the drive from Tampa to Orlando, like, Mm -hmm. so they could check her condo. When they were on the way down, they called the property manager and asked them to check to see if her car was in the assigned spot, and it wasn't. Her family arrives and they check out the condo. And it's practically spotless aside from her bedroom but it's not like anything suspicious her luggage was by the door still unpacked her bed was slept in with a few outfits laying out and her bathroom was a damp towel and there were some small puddles in the shower indicating that she had showered that morning there was also makeup all over the counter so she definitely got ready Mm -hmm. another piece of evidence that leads her parents and people who look into this to believe that she left for work is the fact that a new pair of pumps were missing from her closet she had been talking about how excited she was to wear them to her mother and her mother noticed that they weren't there Mm -hmm. finally jennifer's purse car keys cell phone ipod and briefcase were all missing so definitely it seems like she left for work yeah something that stood out was a like pepper spray keychain that she typically carried with her it was sitting on the counter definitely not something that she would leave behind she's not like careless like that yeah yeah
1: remember she said she was very vigilant Mm -hmm. about things was raised to be that way
0: oh yeah and the cell phone that the ex-boyfriend logan's friend forgot was missing too so maybe she took it with plans to mail it Her parents would contact the police. They came and did a quick walkthrough and then they said she'll be back and left her unconcerned.
1: Okay. Figures.
0: There was no sign of foul play. Her family was not taking this for an answer and they, they are like amazing with the fact that they drove there right away. They had flyers printed out and posted all around town with Jennifer's picture, license plate, car description, and phone numbers to call before rush hour, that same day. Wow. And they were out there petitioning, like holding up signs, mm-hmm. asking people at stop sign uh, stoplights that she would travel on the way home.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, as vigilant people, they would know this. Like they would know like they need to be quick. It's important those first like few hours.
0: It also shows like this is a good woman because a lot of her friends were immediately like, let's band mm-hmm. together and find her. Around 9 p.m. that night, police take the case a little more seriously. They entered Jennifer into the system as a missing person, and authorities would return to her condo at that time, and were horrified to find over a dozen people inside the condo, contaminating a potential crime scene. But I mean, this could have been could have been avoided if you took them seriously earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming all the people in her condo were the people trying to help her family and getting the word out around town. Right. With the fires, it is also pretty clear that. She at least made it out of the condo without a struggle, unless someone went through the trouble of cleaning up the condo, I feel like, because everything was left how she probably would have mm-hmm. left it and, like, nothing was out of place at all, so. Right. Something else that was made apparent to Jennifer's family was that Jennifer's condo complex was not nearly as safe as everyone thought. Mm-hmm. There were no CCTV cameras at the time of her disappearance, And this gated community was left open 24 seven to allow construction crews in and out. Okay. In addition, about half the units in the complex were unoccupied, leaving her family to worry if she had been attacked on her way to her car, would anybody have heard?
1: Right, I mean, with all the construction going on.
0: Half of them are empty anyway. Right. And who's gonna be home. Right. So just trying to give like a visual, the condos are like, pretty typical style a staircase that started at the parking lot and like continued up different levels and each level contained like two to four apartments and they had like that concrete hallway that connects them all it's like outside oh. but not outside you know what i yeah, mean yeah
1: yeah like it's like open yes it's, it's open still on the sides. but yeah yes. exactly so okay. those
0: are typically dark as fuck yes. and like scary looking
1: <laughs> yes what floor was she on
0: um i think she was on the second floor okay I'm not positive, but they were, they showed where she lived and it was dark. It was dark and scary. Mm-hmm. So like somebody could have been hiding in one of the other apartments. And if it was unoccupied, then like just at the doorway and they ran out and got her mm-hmm. on January 26th, two days after Jennifer went missing. A tip was called in to the Orlando, to the Orlando police that a vehicle matched Jennifer's description and was sitting in an apartment parking lot. This apartment Huntington, on the green, was about a mile from her condo. Sounds fancy.
1: Yeah, nice. it no, I like how you
0: <laughs> Authorities were quick to make the connection between the area and drug activity, being this was a rougher part of town, So of thing, Spicing it up with the name, I guess. Mm-hmm. Once they made it to the apartment complex, they were able to determine that, yes, it was Jennifer's vehicle. They found some valuables in the back seat, nothing of particular interest. A DVD player was noted, but it was just noted that there were valuables there, so they could rule out robbery as a potential motive. Right. Before investigators would open the trunk, they would ask Rob, her boyfriend, to come there to be with them, and they wanted to gauge their his reaction if they were to find anything. Which I'm like, I don't, I've never heard of that in a case before. That's interesting. It kind of seems a little sadistic, but it's a solid investigation technique. Mm-hmm like if you killed this girl like you're about to see your dead. Like if not then we're about to clear you by your reaction to it yeah, yeah. for sure but still that's i mean it's I can imagine, to the point yeah i can't sure. imagine being robbed just driving there like worrying like am i gonna that three hour drive right like, like am i about to just see my the, my girlfriend that i love like in her trunk mm-hmm. there was nothing in the trunk and rob just broke down on the spot like he was just like a, just emotional Exhaustion, yeah, probably just like, like he was relieved, but at the same time, he was like, What would well, we still have? We're no, yeah, like so
1: much, so many different emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm sure
0: mm-hmm. he was looked into still as a suspect, not I can't say suspect, but he was looked into, and nothing was found that made him suspicious in the case. So they they could move on,
1: okay.
0: They yeah. analyzed the vehicle and were able, were unable to find enough DNA to be of use, besides Jennifer's they couldn't make up any other uh, profiles damn so this new area of interest the the apartment parking lot
2: mm-hmm. yes
0: police would begin to look for CCTV in this area because they knew it wasn't the other mm-hmm. apartment or the condos I don't know if I didn't say this it was about a mile from the condos
1: yeah, you. I think you said that
0: so they wanted to see if any individuals were captured on cctv maybe parking the car being around the car
1: right just anyone looking suspicious
0: they found cameras but there was a catch the cameras didn't run continuously it just captured images every three seconds okay which was that was actually i think it was mentioned in the brian shaver case and Mm -hmm. one of the bars i think it was probably cheaper way to do it back then Mm -hmm. just like get like a like a flip book almost yeah yeah
1: just get like still images mm -hmm. rather than Continuous. continuous yeah continuous footage
0: so detectives got their hands on this footage and they thought they had their first break in the case when they saw her vehicle being driven into the parking lot on the 24th the individual would sit in the car for around 30 seconds before getting out and walking through the parking lot and draw daylight it's like yes okay we got him yeah Who knows? he's dumb shit <laughs> and what would seem virtually impossible the individual's face is perfectly covered by a large metal fence in every single shot that's fabulous they could get no information on this individual besides their clothing and approximate height you can't even tell if it's a man or a woman
1: okay i mean so just it
0: appears to be a man but for me the only reason i'm saying that is because of the stride and the clothing okay so weak weak assumption you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. it could be a could be a woman with a it's like a
1: more like masculine yeah. physique,
0: yeah, yeah, it, and they were wearing khakis and a white T-shirt. Okay, so what and is he has that?
1: a very, what? a very, uh, gender neutral, outfit too to wear in the
0: 2000s. Like, okay, but what do you wear that outfit for? What do you think if you're gonna if you're driving through town and you see somebody in khakis and a T-shirt like on the side of the road? Well, I, I kind of gave it away.
1: I mean construction.
0: But yeah, if, okay, you're, that's, if you're but not really, I I yeah construction, but like. Well, land, landscaping, sure, lawn care, yeah. painting, yeah, yeah, yeah. all these things that are going on in the anything, area. Anything,
1: if you can, like, pop a vest on, or, like, a hat, anything like that that you can easily then be identified with a company or something, or something you can easily take off.
0: Yes. So the person of interest is between 5'3 and 5'5, and they were wearing khaki pants and my t-shirt, like I said.
1: Okay, well, I mean...
0: And the mom, Joyce, when she saw it first, she was like, that's an adolescent. And the... Police were like, hmm, why do you say that? And she was like, well, lengthy, arms, big feet. So she thinks it might be some like an adolescent, maybe a teenager. Okay, because, yeah. And they're kind of short, too. Well, you're
1: supposed to say 5'3 and 5'5. Five, five.
0: They have a, a bun. Okay. Like dark hair and a bun. But
1: kind of slender? Or... Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Slender.
1: Tattoos or anything?
0: Not visible.
1: Okay. man, an adolescent might be a good guess, then, to be honest.
0: But I feel like if I was an adolescent getting into some shit, he would probably take the... DVD player, because that's just like
1: yeah, it's like a young-minded thing to do.
0: The police would go as far as NASA when looking for help to enhance the images to get all they could. Mm -hmm. But I just told you everything we've discerned from the image Mm -hmm. over the years. When dogs were used to search the area, they followed her scent back from her car that was left at the apartment to her condo, lending more credibility to the fact, to the assumption, I suppose, that she was taken from outside her own home okay because they followed it back to that and i'm i don't i don't know how dog sniffers work mm-hmm. but i would assume that like they smelled it and then they got a scent of her in the wind and then they ran that mile and then like this is where the scent's coming
1: from mm-hmm. yeah because okay. it's not like they
0: would have been able to like track the scent to her car if she was driven there but i think that like the the closest scent that they hit on was mm-hmm. at her condo
1: Okay, I mean that makes. It wasn't. It
0: wasn't in the apartment parking like it wasn't. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It wasn't her that drove that there, and they knew that from the video.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so here we go. We have. That's all the. That's all the evidence. And boy, we got it. That's. I mean, that's not it, but that's ba- That's it for like. That's it as far as solid leads. Because wow. we know that okay. that individual drove mm-hmm. her car there the mm-hmm. day she went missing.
2: Mm-hmm. He has
0: something to do with it. They have something to do with it. Yeah. I can't say he. I, I always want to say he, but they, we don't know. Yes. We, we do just, not know. We're not sure. They have something to do with it. hmm And... And
1: there, there's no prints or anything or no. from them. Their no hairs, of course. Only
0: prints from Jennifer. From
1: her, yeah. Okay.
0: But there are some other leads, and by leads it's more like speculation and like things that look shady and really... Mm-hmm. ...didn't end up being as shady as they thought. They, they looked. A co-worker of Jennifer was having some trouble taking the hint that she was not interested in him. I'm like, I wonder how frequently this fucking happens. I'm sure a lot. hmm He would, despite being married, repeatedly flirt with her at the office, something he didn't care to hide from the other employees who were aware of mm-hmm. how he felt. He was also late the day of Jennifer's disappearance. Okay. And, and it, was, it was known that she sat him down at one point and then seriously, like...
1: Like, how to set a boundary?
0: Like, we... I do not like to do this with work personal life i don't like even even if i did i don't think we're compatible either way i don't yeah. know if she said that but she was just like her family was very aware of the fact that this guy was giving her trouble
1: yeah is this someone that is like on her level
0: that that was a good that was my question too okay and i don't know i don't know if it was an authority figure or not it said co-worker So it probably would have said supervisor or boss or something like that. Okay. And the fact that he was so, I don't know, he was open about doing it. It could be because like he was among his own peers or could be because he was, he had nobody to fear. Mm -hmm. He was late, but he would have a very solid alibi for this. He was late because on the way to work, he received a speeding ticket, which he proceeded to rip up and yell at the officer. So he was detained. Okay. So that that take a little time.
1: Yeah, it would take a little time. Make you late to
0: work if yeah. you can't accept that you were fucking speeding and take the ticket and move and along it with up your day. In. <laughs> like the amount yeah. of people who fear for their lives sometimes when they get pulled over and you're gonna not you're gonna accept the fact that you're speeding and all that. Like we've all been pulled I don't know about you. I've been pulled over speeding, I accept it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've
1: definitely been pulled over speeding. I've definitely just accepted it and like,
0: Because I feel like you know damn well. That you were sweetened. hmm So. But he wasn't having it that day. But yeah, we can kind of close that. Close that theory. Another ex-boyfriend of hers, who her family knew took the breakup very, very hard, was spotted at a bar across the street from her condo the night she disappeared. He was extremely intoxicated and apparently caused a bit of a scene. But they couldn't find anything to connect them to the case. Okay. But that's just another, like, across the street from a even more freaking condo, weird. Mm hmm. But I mean, we don't know. Maybe they were both in Orlando. Mm
2: hmm.
0: It's called the Blue Martini at the bar, I and mean, that sounds nice.
1: Yeah, that does sound nice. Sounds like a good time. Good vibe.
0: It is important to note that nobody has officially been ruled out in this case, but nobody has been arrested either. So it's just like, it doesn't even seem like there's been official suspects. There's been the person of, there's an official person of interest because we have that footage yes but other than that it's just speculation another theory points to construction workers who were frequently working in the area as we've talked about a few times already jennifer had expressed discomfort to both rob and her family about the stares she would receive along with occasional cat calls and she would always be on the phone when going inside her condo taking precautions mm-hmm. as she always did When the police went to look into the workers in the area, a significant number of them had vanished. It was later discovered that a majority of the workers were illegal immigrants. And while they did question the workers that they would get a hold of, there were obviously a lot of holes in this investigation. Mm -hmm. Police were made aware, I think it actually might have been private investigators to the family, but they were made aware that a lot of the workers, well, a good bit, I think at least around a dozen of the workers were living in the unoccupied units.
1: Okay, I mean, that's a good chunk of them.
0: Police searched the units, but holes remained in the search as they were unable to gain entry into all of them as they were privately owned and other reasons apparently they weren't really listed. So more holes in the search there. Two years after her disappearance, in 2008, one of the construction workers that was questioned around the time of her disappearance was arrested for statutory rape. He was re-questioned, and it is known that was working in Jennifer's apartment the week of her disappearance. He had an interaction with Jennifer, and that Jennifer, <laughs> and he had an interaction with Jennifer. He told them that she had just told him to lock up lock up when they were finished and that she was going to head back to work because it was like her lunch break Mm -hmm. and her father says oh not so fast (laughs) every time that she would have men in her condo working she would stand in the doorway with the door open on her cell phone in fact i was the person that she was talking to the last time that this was happening i remember the i remember talking Mm -hmm. this is not she would never do that i know my daughter but the man who told the story that The man who was arrested for the rape, who said that this is what happened, passed a polygraph. Hmm. her father believes in his heart that he was lying.
1: Okay, it's easy to pass a polygraph though. Mm
0: -hmm. Especially if you're sick enough to rape somebody. Mm -hmm. With no other evidence linking him to Jennifer, this lead dies. Three years after her disappearance, a former housekeeper from the complex comes forward with a tip. She said there was a man working in Jennifer's apartment that went by Chino and that he matched the description of the man in the video. After getting this tip, they reviewed other tips and found another tip from the anonymous tip line saying essentially the same thing. It is unclear if this is the same man that was serving time for rape, however one source said that it was. Other sources didn't make any connection to the Chino tip. But this could be due to the fact that the leads didn't really pan out so they didn't really pay much attention to it mm-hmm. but i don't know if there was two separate construction workers that were suspicious or just one mm-hmm. but i mean one one's enough for me
1: <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> for sure
0: something that i thought was interesting and a relatively good idea I'm like a pretty good idea it didn't pan out very well but her family made decks of cards And they gave them to prisons and allowed them to play with the cards. And they had all of Jennifer's information on it. Like her, like, picture, like, car. Like, if you have any information, call this number. Get a hold of these people. Mm -hmm. And they had somebody to take him up on it. This man was David Russ. And he said that he had information about the man who killed Jennifer. But he would only speak to her father in prison. Okay. Her father... Was tipped off that this man cannot be trusted, and was given this specific name that he was like, if he blames on this guy, this very large chance that he's lying. He's done this before. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, that was the name. Okay. And he like agreed to go out there and be wired and everything. And it's just a huge, huge slap in the face. Like,
1: he's just a huge ploy to do what? Try to throw somebody else on the bus.
0: And like, for you have some no, bullshit. Yeah, you have no evidence. You have no. Over a decade later, there have been no arrests made in the case. An officer from the Orlando Police Department came forward and said that it is likely she was abducted on her way to her car from her condo. Her father believes a version of this, but believes his daughter was likely trafficked. During the time she vanished, there was a large ring taken down in the area. There have yet to be any official connections made to Jennifer's case. In March of 2019, the Kessie family would settle a lawsuit against the Orlando Police Department in order to gain access to all the files involved in the case. Drew Kessie feels the investigation was watched from the day one when they nonchalantly told him that she would be back. This is a quote from him. We received the files. It was like someone just threw 16,000 pages on the floor and picked them up again and just scanned them. The Kessie family currently has a team of PIs working on the case, and as a part of the settlement, the Orlando Police Department is no longer responsible for Jennifer's case. Something the Kessie family could care less about, but they are looking for another agency to potentially take up the case. There is currently a ten thousand dollar reward for any information leading to Jennifer's whereabouts, and you can contact the family tip line at four. 2162 six two that is four zero seven seven two 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 one six two so that is all I have for the case of what happened to Jennifer Kessie.
2: Hmm.
0: now we get it to discuss I would I think her father's on to something. I think trafficking she's beautiful
1: yeah I mean I think trafficking for sure is a good a beautiful young woman let me show you yeah I mean and honestly you don't even have to be like conventionally attractive to be trafficked trafficked, but in that time it wasn't quite as easily accessible to traffic people with all the like you know technology wasn't what it is now yeah pretty gal. I mean, trafficking is probably, that would be my best guess, if she lives in Florida.
0: And there was a bust around that time.
1: Yeah, bust around that time. Um, And, like, all of the stuff in her house is, like, untouched. Like, she was leaving, like, running errands, whatever.
0: Unoccupied. Like, we don't know what was going on in those unoccupied units. Right. Like, there could have been in whole operation.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, there could have even been, like, a small ring within the construction crew, a mm-hmm. crew so it's i mean there's a number of possibilities of what could have happened
0: and the fact that like all the construction workers disappeared which like even if they didn't have anything to do with it and they were just illegal immigrants okay fair mm-hmm. but like that's still we will never know
1: right I mean, I mean there could have been like a fucking swap all right what's it called where they come and
0: a sting a a, a. Ice when they come in. Yeah, you know? like, when
1: ice comes in and they do, like, their their scan.
0: But... Sweep.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're, there it is, yep. Cam, do
1: Yeah.
0: A sweep, yep.
1: Yep, so they come in and do their sweep. That could, that's a possibility, but I feel like that's something that would have been, like, known of, mm-hmm. or, like,
0: Some put together. Someone would have
1: put that together. Yeah.
0: But maybe they, maybe not, maybe they moved after this, because they knew yep. they were them. But...
1: It's hard to tell, but I mean, either way, it's it's sad. But I am glad that her family are definitely vigilant, and they're definitely persistent.
0: Mm-hmm. They have not given up the case, and they are very active. Yes,
1: like, and like suing to get the files. the files and everything, that's like a big move.
0: They had to hire somebody to organize them. Yes,
1: that's a big move. And then they have to hire these people to like investigate into it. So yeah, they're really dedicated to this. To even, And I feel like they probably are... I feel like they would be, like, hopeful people. Like, maybe she's still out there somewhere. But either way, I think they just want an answer. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of people, that what they want in these some types of scenarios. Of yeah, they want some sort of closure. They want some sort of answer. Because people don't just disappear.
0: Mm-mm. So. And especially when they are so successful and they were so happy. Like, she mm-hmm. was happy with her boyfriend. Like, they, I mean, they, the long distance, but, like, that was probably, like, they were sad because they going with each other after a long vacation it could have been something like that yeah very successful in her career Mm -hmm. excelling in her career absolutely had just purchased a property
1: yes three promotions the condo in florida like that's a those are really big moves yeah to be making and you wouldn't just up and leave your life like that which a lot of which uh, the police say that so often so often they're like oh just give it a couple of days give it a week or so she probably just left and then everybody in their life is like, oh, my God, that's so unlike her. are like, mm, you don't know everybody like you really think you do. And then they're missing and by, they're dead by that time. <laughs> in a lot of these cases, not saying that's within this case, but just saying that's the harsh reality when things aren't taken seriously, seriously. Mm-hmm. especially people who know these folks. We have a lot of a lot of examples
0: of it happening. It's very sad. My heart goes out to Drew, Joyce, and Logan, Kessie, and the rest of Jennifer Kessie's loved ones. And I hope that in the coming years, you will find something that leads to more resolution. And I know that you will not give up the fight.
1: Absolutely. I wish them the best of luck in that. And hope that they find whatever answers they're looking for, find some type of closure within Within their family.
0: Thank you for coming back.
1: Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it and appreciate your time. And
0: I appreciate I your like time. A, thank I like you. a little
1: storytelling. So. A little
0: storytelling. I like to tell them. So <laughs> thank you for coming. Alana, thank you for listening in the background. She's like, I'm not even going to say anything still. Like <laughs> Reveal Alana. actually getting, a mime. You're not getting my <laughs> voice. Yeah and there's a figment of our imagination don't forget about my giveaway everybody okay (laughs) (laughs) you can find it on instagram and facebook podcast nau is my instagram that is podcast n a u standing for not adding up if you didn't know that it's just a little fun fact and then just search not adding up on Facebook and you should be able to find me and TikTok, but I don't really got nothing going on there for the giveaway. So, but you can still follow me on TikTok. Yeah. Follow me everywhere. I'm fun. I post things and interact with my followers. Yep. Yeah. I highly recommend. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I hope everybody is having a great morning, afternoon, or evening. And I hope that you all tune in again Saturday for the next episode of Not Adding Up.